I just made delicious pot pie and I wanted to get cold. I told Sophie hours ago that we would record at 8.30 and I'm FaceTiming her right now and she's eating all our Listen, it takes a really long time to make a pot pie. I had to like cook all the vegetables and then make the gravy and then like put them in the pie and then they don't tell me you made that yourself i made it myself bitch don't lie to me i made it myself what brand of made it yourself is it i made it myself the only thing that's store-bought is the um pie crust because i'm not trying to fuck with that well welcome to our bon appetit podcast um My name is Ren and Patrick. We have Sophie G here, and you're listening to this super lit podcast. Intro music. This is a bi-weekly podcast pertaining to books about the LGBT community. Hello, Sophie. Hi. <laughs> I'm so sorry to interrupt you eating. I just had ham for dinner. Ooh, he had an Easter ham. It truly was from Easter. It was a honey-baked ham. It was delicious. Um, honey-baked. Honey. <laughs> I guess I can eat my Easter candy while we're doing this, because I'm a child and I still get Easter candy. Um, yeah, just let me know if my chewing sounds pick up on the mic. Cause You're snarfing? Literally my least favorite thing that could possibly happen on any podcast. That sound? So, I really don't want to be, um, contribute to that terrible thing. Yeah. You don't want to do ASMR? She's, she's not responding. She doesn't want to do ASMR. Um, this is <laughs> me blowing on the peas. Yikes. It's very, very hot. It's fresh from the oven. Okay, can you tell me the name of this book that we're talking about? Because is it Bell Revolt? Bell Revolt okay, by Lindsay perfect. Miller. Yeah, um, Bell Revolt by Lindsay Miller. First of all, can we just like discuss how gorgeous she is? The cover is really pretty, stunning. Can we talk about all of the French names that I can't pronounce? I had a really good time. <laughs> I can't pronounce any of them. Oh, yeah, truly. Um, this is an abomination. I can't read any of these names. Um, I kind of used to know some French and as an adult, I'm just like, what? I knew what now? Who is she? Truly? Who is she? Um, the story is about, is it Emily? Emily? Emile? It's Emile? Emile. Really? Cause it's I. I'm looking up a character list because I really genuinely am trying to remember. Yeah, it's spelled E-M-I-L-I-E. Emily. 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 I think that would still be pronounced Emile. I hate that. <laughs> French is dumb. And I'm going to call her weird. Emily the entire time. I hope okay. <laughs> that's just <laughs> what's going to happen. It's probably Emile. Emile de Marias? Uh, Emile de Marais. Okay, so you can read the book cover because I can't do. Hold it. on, I have to close my FaceTime because I have the phone, the book on my phone. Oh, you don't have like the actual book? No, just, like, I got it from it the library. <laughs> I got it on Hoopla. <laughs> oh, sounds like a lot of Hoopla. Um, I'm really hoopla. glad that so- <laughs> Sophie's doing this because every episode I have to cut out like ten minutes of me just stuttering reading this goddamn book sleeve. Luckily, there's only two of the characters' names in this description, so I'm not going to... I can pronounce Charles. I can do that. And Sebastian. That was... Yeah, those were easy. The hot the hot boys. I kind of want to read Mask of Shadows, too, because that's her previous duology, apparently. Is also queer? I don't know. Because I feel like everyone in this book was queer. <laughs> everyone was queer, and it was really fun. <laughs> I wasn't, I like halfway through the book, I was like, 
uh-oh, is anyone in this queer? And then it was just like, I guess what? Every single person's actually queer. <laughs> yep, okay. We, Listen, we, there's a revolution happening. We don't got time to talk about sexuality. <laughs> I mean, you're you're correct. That is correct. Here's my really bad high school and college friends trying to pronounce some words. Enjoy! Whoop, whoop. All right, do it. I also can't read good, so this is probably going to be just as bad. I can't read good. I sometimes letters mix up in my brain. Okay. From the author of The Mask of Shadows duology comes a standalone fantasy where two young women must trade lives, work together to stay alive, and end a war caused by magic and greed. Emile de Moray is more at home holding scalpels than embroidery needles and is desperate to escape her noble roots to serve her country as a physician. But society dictates a noble lady cannot perform such gruesome work. Annette Boucher, overlooked and over looked and overworked by her family once more from life than her humble beginnings and is desperate to be trained in magic. When a strange noble girl offers Annette the chance of a lifetime, she accepts. Emile and Annette swap lives. Annette attends finishing school as a noble lady to be trained in the ways of divination, while Emile enrolls to be a physician's assistant using her natural magical talent to save lives. But when their nation instigates a terrible war, Emile and Annette come together to help the rebellion unearth the truth before it's too late. Wow, you did so much better than I've ever did done I do okay? in the 50-plus episodes that we've done. <laughs> wow, amazing. Um, yeah, so the book we're talking about is called Bell Revolt. Yeah, I, again, I will say I truly was getting scared. Like, I want to say, like, a quarter way through the book, maybe halfway through. It wasn't really, like, I, I don't want to say announced, but, like, I truly thought none of the characters were queer, and then I was like, oh, fucking God damn it!" Well, I think... Oh, this is very... First of all, I think this is the first, like, high fantasy novel that we've read. Um, outside of... Infinity Sun. Um, yeah, that's more... But that's, like, rooted in, um, modern times. True. That's, like, modern fantasy. This is, like, high fantasy. We are in, like, women wearing corsets and, and bustles and men wearing, like, trousers and, um... What are those things called on the fucking cod pieces? <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. Um, but <laughs> like people live in castles. There isn't like modern medicine, like There's stuff just like that. Straps. There's just jock straps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Anyway, um, <laughs> I so I think that. This is like the yeah. So this was, there was a lot of world building that happened in in the like initial chunk of the story, and there's yeah. like a war happening. So I feel like a lot of the characters are like we don't have time to talk about anything. <laughs> there's a war. Hello. Yeah. No. The the war that was happening. I was like okay, but there's also like subtle nods to like um <laughs> I don't Emil. I hate it. <laughs> Emile. I mean, it might be Emily. I read it as Emile. It's probably Emile. You have more education than I do. Um, oh, that's not true. <laughs> I'm in that. This is the first time that I... <laughs> I'm in um, that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't listen to the audiobook, so I don't actually know what the pronunciations from the author are. I was actually relying on you to read the like listen to the audiobook, so when you just told me just now that you didn't, I was like, oh... Okay. I don't know if there is one. There might be one, but I like I always check the library database before I buy the book just because libraries are good. That um, is correct. And unfortunately, because of the way like a lot of the libraries is set up, unless I can get a physical copy of it, which I can't currently, um, the even the digital copies of books usually have like a waiting period. So usually it'll be like, Oh, you can get this book in six weeks. I'm like, cool. I'm recording in two. So like, I can't, I have to get the audiobook. Yeah. I, uh, we actually weren't planning on reading this book for this week. Um, but we were going to read a different book, but, um, the post office by me is so backed up that I, uh, didn't get the book that we were supposed to read in time. And I'm actually really glad that we read this one. I, it it was very interesting. I didn't I didn't know anything about it when I went into it, so I was like, "Oh, this is the book we're reading." Um, yeah, I couldn't remember. I know I had it written down when we went through like a huge book database at the beginning of the year. We were trying to like plan things out, and I remember I had it written down like I want to read this, but I couldn't remember why. 
I'm glad that we got to that you put this book on the list because um, I love magic. <laughs> we love fantasy magic, and also we love a we love a magic book. We, we love a magic truly school. love a magic school. Um, and also, this is like very different than any of the other magic anything that we've read that I've read. I don't know if you've read anything like this. It's a lot more violent. Oh my god, yeah, very violent, but also um, it's kind of like. I feel like if I imagined magic, it would be like this, where, like, the way that the magic works is there's, like, day <laughs> there's day magic and there's night magic. And um, I actually have it written down because I was getting confused. Um, the midnight arts are more, like, illusions, scrying, and divination, which I feel like I would be really into. Um, and then there's noonday arts, which are healing magic and fighting magics. Um, they kind of make it seem like, oh, women aren't allowed to do noonday arts because it exhausts you faster, so it'll kill you faster. Um, and midnight arts, looking into the future, past, present, and seeing like what someone's doing, like scrying and stuff, it doesn't tire you as quickly. It still does. Um, it still can kill you, as <laughs> as we read in the book. <laughs> These girls just getting like blood, kind of like ripped to shreds by divination. Well, it's a lot more passive, too, because it's something that you, like, wouldn't do directly onto a battlefield. Yeah, exactly. Which they all did, eventually, directly onto a battlefield. Against everyone's wishes. Yeah, they were like, don't do it. And they are like, guess what? <laughs> RuPaul, guess who's back in the house? Divination about. Oh, no. You're welcome. I don't want it. <laughs> but, uh, and then, um... The magic in the world seems to revolve around the, like, comes at a price situation, as I was saying. So, like, I thought that was very interesting because in, say, like, Rainbow Rowell's books or, like, the Harry Potter books, magic doesn't necessarily, like, have a price. But in Rainbow Rowell's world, there is, like, a you can only perform X amount of magic or, like, you only have so much you can do. Whereas, like, in, say, like, Harry Potter, there wasn't, like, a, a limit, per se. Not really. I think the difference between specifically this and like the carry on series is that in carry on, they have like a finite amount of magic they can use before recharging, but it's separate from the rest of their like physical body. And this one, it literally like draws your energy and your like matter from yourself. If you start um, like casting for too long. So like the characters will be trying to like help someone or like overdoing it. And it's like describing like welts starting to come up under their skin or like their skin is starting to like pale and thin. And like, they're literally like bleeding because they're causing like their, the physical matter on their body to be, to degrade, to use magic to the point where like their organs are failing. Like it gets really intense. Which is why the like, the physicians and the major, um, my voice just started going. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just need to, um, hold on, turn my camera around real quick and just show you chicken. Uh-oh, what's chicken doing? <clears throat> Glaring at me from the other side of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't social distancing, mom. You shouldn't be talking to him at all. I He's want you mad. to know that Sophie and I are in different states and... Sophie's cat hates everyone, I think kind of including me, mostly me, very much me. And she hears my voice and she does not like that. <laughs> no, she's mad because I had to kick her out of the spot on the bed that she was laying on to set my mic up. Oh, like that cat video I sent you the other day? How did you get in there? Are you Liter- sleeping? Literally, wow. I will walk into my room. I'll walk into my bedroom and she'll be like under my blankets. She'll be like tucked herself into bed. In the middle of the bed, so you can't get around her. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Cats are so selfish. Anyway. Um, but yes, um, the artist, quote-unquote, <laughs> You what what happened? She jumped off the bed to um, go to the window, and she's scared of my the box that my microphone is in. She like oh, doesn't she know doesn't what to do. she doesn't like it. But why is she afraid of the box? I don't know. It was fine earlier. Now it's open, and it's scary. Oh. Is it because she can't go in it? Maybe. I think because she doesn't know what it is. Hmm. Anyway, um, the Continue. like <laughs> the major artists and physicians use something called hacks, 
and it's usually people who are like much poorer and not as well educated as they are to kind of do all of the magic for them. So they basically like direct them and it doesn't kill them as quick. It doesn't kill the like physicians as quickly and all kind of like the whole main like issue in the book is that like these hacks are like poor people from like villages that like want to try to become physicians and things like that. Um, And also it's a job, so they get paid for it. They wind up dying much earlier in their lives than like a normal person would in this position. And they basically are bleeding themselves dry. So these doctors, physicians, other people who are participating in like the noonday and midnight arts don't die quickly. And part of the issue in this book is that, um, talking to my dad about this because i was like really interested in this book uh the people who want to like kind of like stir rebellion they refer to themselves as laurels because the king is resting on his laurels to do everything for him and he's kind of like in he there's like rumors that he's going to instigate a war with the carta with the carta i can't remember the the other people oh fuck yeah yeah, the, I can't remember them off the top of my head. That is the one thing I didn't write down. But the one, the the last note I wrote before I just like continuously read because I read two hundred and like seventy pages over the past like day and a half. The around chapters seven through nine is when like it started to pick up for me because up until then it was very world building, but I was like feeling kind of bored. I don't know how to say that because that sounds really mean, but I really like the book, so I don't know. It was just like it's slow okay. At first. You're allowed to be mean. No, <laughs> no, but like it was slow at first, so I was like also worried that like no one was queer. So I was just sitting there going, "Oh no, I have to record like a day and a half from now, and this book doesn't seem too queer." And then it's like <laughs> front door kicked open. Everyone's gay. <laughs> Here we are, and or trans. How, do you? Are you picking up one button down here? Yeah, well, I think um, a lot of the reviews, too, because I looked up reviews after I read it. A lot of the people were like, it took me a while to get into it. Um, but once I was into it, it was, like, pretty good. But it definitely, like, didn't pick up speed. A lot of people were saying it's not as good as her previous books. Um, oh, because I And there was, like, I a handful of people good. who were like, get yeah, right. There was a handful of people who were like, <laughs> this very I didn't get into it in the first three chapters. Um, no, there's a handful of people who were like, I didn't get into it in the first three chapters, so I stopped reading. I'm like, I mean, I'll do that if I'm like, I don't know, say a book is like 300 pages and I get like 150 pages in and I'm still like not at all even slightly interested. I'm just like, this is painful to read. Maybe I'll stop reading, but there's like, if I'm reading a book and like the first chunk of it is like kind of slow paced or like not quite there. I'm not going to like be like, no, oh, fuck this book. I have never not not finished a book. Like, even the one that I don't like from the first year we did this podcast that was about conversion therapy, I still finished that. And that was hard. Mm. But yeah. I understand when well, people stop a- reading, but like the, the writing of this book is fantastic. So I don't understand how people are like, oh, it was boring and I didn't finish it. Did you give it an actual chance? Mm, no. Yeah, I think, like, everything that I wrote down about this book was just, like, gee willikers, universal healthcare sure would be nice in this fantasy world. Wow, all the low-income workers are getting murdered by all the rich people? That sounds familiar. Wow, no one seems to care. Like, limb from limb and being turned into, like, a Frankenstein king? Interesting. Ooh, yeah, it's almost like power corrupts and all of the rich people are taking advantage of people who have lower incomes and are in a sphere where they don't actually understand how they're affecting society and are just gaining things from it or literally destroying people on this planet. And it's fine. Um, it was like very relevant, <laughs> the whole book. Uh, yeah. I, think, I don't know if I read this in a review or if I actually read this from the author, but someone was like, this is a very strong comparison to the French Revolution, which has similar themes. I can see that, yeah, because it, the book, um, it was, 
I guess. They don't necessarily say it takes place on Earth, but, like, I can picture it. Because everything else otherwise is, like, very Francais. En France. Well, yeah, I think every character (laughs) has an extremely French name. Very. Is Charles a French name? Yeah. It is? Charles, yeah. Charles. 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 Charles de Gaulle. I'm trying to just find, like, a character list. There isn't, like, a wiki for it. Just, I can't, I should have written down all the characters' names. Didn't. Okay, so there's Yvonne. She works in the kitchen. Um, There's Colleen. I I read those Colleen, because I I don't know. Oh, yeah, Colleen. Colleen. Okay, so I was right. (laughs) Colleen, not Colleen. Okay, are we going to talk about spoilers? Yeah, 100%. Hey, everyone, I'm sorry. There's no way in hell we can talk about this book without being spoilery. I'm sorry about it. This is your warning. Go read the book. Okay, bye. Um, I lost my mind because in the last like chapter of the book, I noticed that Colleen is a like an anagram for Nicole, or not an anagram. Oh, they just take the letters and switch them around. Yeah, I was like, <gasps> yeah, that's an anagram. Uh, yeah, uh huh, anagram. What One minute, I'm asking my dad. Yeah, you know how like Tom Riddle did his name. What is that called? It's an anagram? Yeah, it's an anagram. You know how Tom Riddle did his name? You know how Tom Riddle did his name? Heck. (laughs) I was like trying to explain it, but I was like, Dad likes Harry Potter. He'll understand this. Do you think he just started with like, okay, well, Tom Riddle, I have I am in my name and I want to be called Lord. So let's just like figure out what name I can come up with the whatever letters are left over. Or do you think he started with Tom Riddle was a bitter queen. And he said, no, I I am a lord. You will refer to me thusly, ma'am. Oop. But yeah, no, um, I didn't notice that. I literally, wait, really? Oh my God, it is. Yeah, it is. it's because it's, <laughs> oh it's, Colleen is spelled really weird. It's spelled C-O-L-I-N-E. And I was like, that's a weird way to spell that, but like, whatever. And then like, later on, you find out that her name is actually Nicole. And I was like, holy shit. You're right. I, I feel really fucked up by that. No one will really understand what that means until, like, I want to say three-fourths through the book. Um, and I I didn't really understand who her father was until the end of the book. Until, well, like, she not, says it. He, yeah. Well, there, it's it's mentioned, like, uh, probably, like, a halfway, three-quarters away. It's, like, a throwaway line that's, like, oh, the king's daughter, um, blah, 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 blah. And I was, like, oh, okay. Yeah, I must have just, like, read over it because Final Fantasy VII Remake and Animal Crossing and Resident Evil happened in, like, a three-week span, Um, and my brain is fried. I'm really excited because two of my favorite Let's Players did Resident Evil, and then they just started Final Fantasy, so I don't have to buy those games. Um, Here's what I need from you. You're watching the Final Fantasy VII Remake? I haven't started it yet, but I plan on watching it. I need you to update me with if you think that Cloud is queer-coded, because uh, he 100% is. Hasn't he always going to been? Yeah, but it's it's like, I guess because it's almost like live-action looking, that like, it's... It's like um, you can Advent see Children. It. Yeah, you can, you can really see the way that they're handling his body language. And all of the, like, in the beginning portions, they show, like... He has a lot of those like visions early on, which I feel like they're overdone in some portions of the game. Um, and the visions are of Sephiroth like talking to him, and they just do like close-ups of his lips. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Truly, and I'm like, oh, it's because he wants to kiss them. Just a small smooch. Truly, and I think at some point, like Sephiroth is like, I'm. All that, like, I'm what... It's something along the lines of, like, I'm all you've ever needed. And I'm like, stop it, please. Truly. Yeah, honestly, Final Fantasy VII is a queer game. And I think someone said Aerith is bi, so I have to, like, look into that, too. Oh. Right? Interesting. And Tifa's just, like, a beautiful lady. Everyone's She's a top. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, we have to cut this out, but I'm scrolling through Goodreads reviews, and someone... Hold on. I have to show you this. Oh, God. What is Someone it? put, like, 
Whoa. Flashing gifts and like and like images in their review. But the first line is this gave off reverie vibes and I wasn't feeling it. They were just too many similarities and I had to I had a hard time getting engrossed in the read. Maybe I'm in a reading slump. Fuck off. There's um, no similarities. This book, yeah, this book has there's magic the, in both of them. Reverie's magic is nothing like this. Yeah. I wouldn't even I mean, obviously Reverie has magic, but it's not like that kind of magic. Every I would say that every negative review I'm reading is didn't finish. Yeah, that's you know it's funny. Adam Sass posted something about um I think it's like did not complete or something, whatever like the short end is. DNF. Yeah. Uh did not finish. And it's like these people make these reviews and they didn't finish it. So like how can you actually give like a thoughtful review to something? Goodreads is like a wasteland for that. It also, there's like a fuck ton of people who leave reviews before books are even released. And it's really annoying. Yeah. All of the reviews that are skewing negative are like, it's not, I didn't finish it, but like, I wasn't really interested because I don't like magic. Okay. It's like magic. Sorry. We can definitely leave this portion in because that sounds like a bunch of bullshit. (laughs) Like, um, also, why did they read it? Why did they put a thing that's short and sweet? This book was that short and sweet. What? I, maybe the review was short and sweet. I'm just shocked that someone used like word art, like fucking blingy <laughs> gifts to put a book review on Goodreads. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I don't, again, I don't think that review is like, did they pay attention to either of the book? Like, uh, what? <laughs> no. What would I want? Okay. So one of the things I wanted to talk about was, there are conversations in the book that are very much like, I don't feel comfortable in my own skin and I don't like being myself. And mm-hmm. I had to change. And my mom was very glad that she had a son. So yeah. like, is Charles trans? Is that what's happening yeah. here? What? Okay. I thought I like, like place that he's on like him. like a whole moment where he's like, when I was born, my parents thought that they had a daughter. Turns out they had a son. Don't That's tell anyone. I, okay. I, I read it and I'm like, <laughs> Trans. Is this like too plainly spelled out for me? And I'm like imagining something that's not happening. No, I also, yeah, there was a lot of, uh, there wasn't, there was a lot of stuff that was like, this is an explicit language, but this character is clearly this, like, um, Annette is ace, but it's not like, she doesn't walk in the room. She's like, Hey, I'm asexual. She just, like, that happens like halfway through the book. She was like, Okay. Um, Yvonne, it's great we're kissing. We're never gonna fuck. I want you to know that. And she was like, okay. She's like, no, I need you to know that. And Yvonne's like, yeah, sure, that's fine. And she's like, okay, get back here. <laughs> Let's cuddle. Um, yeah, I feel like there was like an avalanche because that started happening. And then she like at one point she's like hanging with Yvonne late at night. She comes back and one of her roommates, is it like Isabel, who's like No, it's it's Colleen. Colleen's oh, been like stalking her. Right. She's like, she's like, so you're romancing the cook, huh? Ooh. And then like ten minutes later, she's like, Oh, this is my girlfriend's hair and this like keepsake that I keep on on me at all times forever. Yeah, and I'm never taking really? it off because it's very important. I was like, where is this all coming from? Hello, here we all are. This, this entire girls' school, everyone is queer. Yeah, maybe not happens Isabel, when you have a girls' still. school. Yeah, truly. Um, I don't, my, what else did you want? I don't get it. I think Isabel is the only character who's like anything is not discussed further than she like is very sad about her brother being used for parts. Oh, she yeah, she doesn't have time for romance. She's, she's having a depression, an entire depression. The one big one. She is the 2008 stock market crash. Ooh. Truly. Um, no, and I, I, I think that, like, I want to say that was, like, after Emil had, like, already gone to, like, the battlefield, I feel like that's when everything started happening. So that was, like, what page I just looked at was, like, 180 that's when it was just like okay all these things are going to start happening yeah it definitely takes a second to get world building um and it was like a little confusing back and forth at first for the characters i had actually kind of a hard time the whole time keeping track of who character was with which girl because so they start off with um 
Emil spots Annette in like a crowded like town square when she's getting brought to finishing school by her mother and she sees a girl who like kind of looks like her and she's like she is looking at the poster to go to magic school. She's clearly like poor, so she can't afford it. So I'm going to try to like convince her that I will like let her switch with me so she can go study um, the midnight arts so I can escape and go study university to be a physician without my mom knowing. Um, So they like look vaguely similar to the point where she can just use like a little bit of magic to disguise her for like the time period time being and then they switch places but when they switch annette goes under emile's name because she's like registered at a finishing school already so she has to like take her identity and her like uh, emile's mother is sending her letters and like she has to communicate with her and stuff like that but the real emile just go shows up at the university where they're hiring the hacks they literally just like every morning they go to whoever's waiting outside the gate and they're like okay you i you feel like you have good magic you can come be like my servant like they just pick up whoever wants to get hired so she doesn't like i guess she doesn't she doesn't use her full title but she doesn't change her name so it's getting really confused at some points about like who was with who because each of them have like four four core like side characters that kind of like go with them and i was like it would just be so much easier if you just started going by annette it'd be so much easier yeah no she was like Mm-mm. <laughs> not at all don't wanna and also like the i guess like the famous estrel is her name she like literally the first day that she's there sees the real annette who is masquerading as emile and literally looks at her like across the room and sees through that immediately so like that's the whole time that emile or annette is in emile's place she feels like she's gonna get caught and then estrel like takes like i want to say i don't she like sees her and is like okay we're the same person because estrel was a very common person and then she showed everyone that she had amazing abilities and everyone couldn't ignore her anymore and like when sh- there's a point in the book where like Astro's like, yeah, I know who you are. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? That okay, that was like the one part that bothered me. I feel like the like tension is like the build on the build on the build. So it's like, okay, they all they're like not saying who they are. There's also like a war starting. There's also like a secret society that they're trying to infiltrate. So there's like multiple identities of people that they don't know who to trust. But then they get to the point where like the main people who find out like the, the people who they're worried that are going to find out who they are, find out. And they're just like, yeah, okay. I knew whatever. It's fine. There's just like, it's just so like anticlimactic. And I'm like, I mean, I guess that's like subverting what you expect, but it was just kind of like, Oh, we're just, this is just fine. That okay. happens. And then the war immediately happens right after that. Right. And then it's like, we're back in the shit show and there's like high tension. There's definitely, it's not like the book just drops off. There's other things that are building tension in the narrative, but it was like, Oh, this thing. No, you don't have to worry about it. There's they'll go over here. There's a battlefield. We're going to talk about this. <laughs> Speaking of the battlefield, the way that Sebastian and Charles like interact with each other. I'm like, Oh, so they're dating. I thought they would get a kiss. I thought they were. I thought everyone was dating. Okay, well, like <laughs> honestly, really like Thruple yeah. wouldn't be mad about it. I wouldn't either. I feel like also the way that they were very like everyone was very soft with each other, and fingers were always being laced. Everyone was holding hands, <laughs> fingers always. laced, hands on waist. Is it like, like very French? the two the the I like all the girls like cuddled in bed together? And I'm like, what's happening? It sounds Who's like paradise, honestly. <laughs> it it just sounds perfect. I want to be friends with Charles and Sebastian so I can lay between them. That's fair. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they sound amazing. Also, everyone has ponytails. Every, everyone all of the has men ponytails. Have, all the men have like, long not hair in and it's real cute. And like, yes. like, they're like the scraggly like hair that's in the front. That's very much like, Oh, I want to brush that out of your face. We're <laughs> like, living in, truly. we're living our best French revolutionary lives. Hello. That's when men looked the finest, honestly. Sure. <laughs> According to this book, everyone was cute. Yeah. That was like something that I re- I feel like everyone was built up to be like stunning. And I'm like, "Oh my god, how could anyone be like conscious of anything? Everyone's hot around you all the time." 
I mean, I don't think so. I think they were just described. I don't know. I feel like Charles was just kind of described as like being like pale, kind of tall, gawky, freckles, like red hair, like not unattractive, but he wasn't like an Adonis. No, but like when they. Your type. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. (laughs) No, but when they were like, when he wasn't in his like orange cape situation that clashed with, and he was in that green suit. And Sebastian was like, don't oh, make fun of him. Redheads look better in green. Yeah, and when he was like, when Sebastian was like, yes, that was the first thing he got with his like big boy money. Don't make fun of him. I wanted him to be like, well, how can I? Oh, but we're going to make fun of him anyway. It's fine. Uh, their relation, honestly, Charles and um, Emil, like their relationship was like truly. They amazing. had a really good like enemies sort of. It was like, like we but, kind of but it was were like, always sarcastic. It, they weren't, they didn't start off as like true enemies. They started off as like kind of, as like, um, uh, they were both like, they were both basically trying to, they were like vying for the same position. Basically, they were both trying to be physicians. So they had like a rivalry that was like kind of an undercurrent for the relationship and made them really snarky with each other. And they both like, didn't like admitting that they like cared about each other, but they clearly cared about each other. Um, and then when it mattered, they like really cared about each other. And it just like, it was nice. Yeah. The romance in this book is really, really well written because it's, it's like, you know, it's coming and I was afraid it wasn't going to. Well, it's not, it's also like not at the forefront of the text. Like I feel like even the other books we've, well, I, I think maybe like reveries a little bit like this where, um, there was like romance, but it was not like a main thread of the plot. It was just kind of something that existed and it definitely had connections to the main plot and had like significance to it, but it wasn't like other books where it's like the main point of this is that they're going to kiss at the end. Yeah. I think especially in like magical war type like books, the magical war genre, (laughs) You know, There's I like, say that, but I can think of like four books off the top of my head already that yeah. are there. So, you know, whatever. That's like a haha funny, but it's really like, no, this is a real thing. But actually, uh, I, this is the genre of books that I like. <laughs> it's like, there's romance in it. And then it's just like, yeah, but the war. <laughs> I like because it didn't suffer from like, ooh, ooh, we're in love, even though there's a war happening. It was like, you know what? If we both survive, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Truly. And it's, um, I'm honestly, I really love this book so much. It was so different than like a lot of the things that we've read. And I really think the sarcasm was like truly cutting. It was like very much like, <laughs> like, I can't even like say, have words for it. And the face I just gave it was like, mm-hmm, sure. I'll do that for you. Like, it's just, it was so good. It was really cute. I liked it. I liked it. The dialogue was written very well. Uh, extremely well written. I liked it. I think I'm going to try to read her other books too, if I can find them easily. And, uh, if I can't get them digitally right now, I'll just read them when we are allowed to leave our houses again. Oh my God. Whenever that happens. Can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I truly think this book was so fun to read. And I think it's because, I really want to get more into, like, fantasy-type novels. Ooh, I have some books for you. Well, the next one we're reading is a fantasy one, right? Is that the one you ordered and stuff? Sword. That's uh, sci-fi, but fantasy-adjacent, yeah. (laughs) Magical war It takes place in space. Like, they are on a spaceship for a lot of it. It's definitely sci-fi. Gaze in space? Gaze in space. I can finally use that gif of my Rudolph. Yes. It's very good. I would love to talk about it sometime. I, I don't have, I mean, other than like, for me, because it, I think it was because the intro of the first like seven chapters, I had to get used to it going from a net to a meal to a net to a meal to a net to a meal. Oh yeah. That's the thing. Each chapter is the two lead female characters and then it's both first person's perspective from them. So I think that's also what made it, um, like made it slightly confusing for me going back and forth because Annette was still first person, but everyone was calling her Emile also for a majority of the book. Yeah. that I think that was the only thing that like, I think 
that's why it was hard for me to get into the book. Um, but honestly, once I actually like started reading it, um, I felt very, I felt more comfortable with the reading. Mm -hmm. No, it definitely was a book that it took like a second to get into it. But once you're in it, you're like, okay, I'm in the world and you're just kind of like flying through it. Yeah. Like I, I needed to know what was going on. And that was, that's the thing with books that go back and forth between like narrators. You're like, Okay, yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess I can, like, put that down, that thing I was just reading, to read a different thing that is in the same land. And then you're like, okay, I'm really into that. And then it's like, no, it's her turn now. And you're like, but what But what about Annette? But I was reading that. But I, I want to know what Yvonne's doing. I think that it's um, particularly tricky with this because the two characters are pretty much separated entirely from most of the book. So it's not even, like the fun like carry on thing where you get like the switch perspectives, but all the characters are in the same room together. It's like, no, they're literally completely different places. Things completely different things are happening. Nothing is like similar outside of like, they're in the same country, I guess. The, the one thing about the ending, I won't say specifically, but I think you'll agree with me. It felt like they were going to be like, Oh, I mean, we could do another book. I think that, but it also, I think it ended well to the point where, like, it didn't end on a cliffhanger or anything. It definitely had, uh, like, things were tied up and there was, like, enough information of, like, you can project what's going to happen in the story. It's not going to need to be told to you. So I feel like, I think that all of the things I was reading about it also said this is, like, a standalone novel as opposed to her other books have been duologies or trilogies. Or maybe she's just written a duology. But... So I think this was doesn't have an intention of having a follow up. I just think that the like there's two epilogues, one for Annette and one for Emile. And in Annette's there's like just something that happens that I'm like, I mean, if another one were to happen, I would be interested. But I think with the way it ended in general, um, I don't think that's possible. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else to add? I I just was very excited about the entire queer community. It was great. Um, There was a lot of gay. Uh, I think I could pull so many direct quotes from this book and like post them on the internet or something. And someone would be like, would think that I'm like talking about like literally like things that are happening in the U S right now. Yeah. Um, There's like an entire, there was like an entire chunk in the like the very towards the very end where like the leaders of the uprising have been killed and uh they're just talking about like okay well we don't have like figureheads anymore but we still have like the revolution of the people and we are like we're the actual like fighters in this war and i feel like that's like extremely relevant to all of the things that are currently happening with the presidential race where we don't really have anyone fighting for us anymore we just kind of have a it's the Handmaid's Tale. A Muppet who is being propped up by assistants behind a podium who is being whispered what people on the left want because he's actually a Republican. It's fine. Cut that out. Um, <laughs> nope. Saying. I, it's literally, I'm not kidding. Uh, it's the Handmaid's Tale. Everything is bad and everything's awful. I only wrote down one quote and I wrote it down because. I hope it's bitchy. Well, no, it's. I don't know. It's because it's literally how I f- currently feel when people have been like argumentative about like anything regarding like stuff that's like going on with pandemic and like how to get people to like vote for things and just like people who are like, well, that doesn't affect me. And I don't like one of, I think it's Emil who's talking to one of the other physicians about how it's like wrong to use hacks and how you're literally like killing people. Like you, you're using their bodies to like move yourself forward and literally killing people so that you can progress. And she just like says, I don't know how to explain that I care about others' well being. She's talking to one of the teachers about, she's in like the money handling class. Oh, yeah. And she's like, I want to hire physicians. I want to hire people to do this, 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 and this. Yeah, it's actually Annette and Emile's steed and uh, Stead, not steed. And, um, She's like trying to like give back to the community because she has wanted that 
to be done for her and it never was. And she's like, well, Emil's not going to get in trouble. So like, whatever, I'll do whatever I want. And the teacher's like, oh no, but you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to profit. And she's like, I don't understand how I'm supposed to explain to you. And like, any other way that I care about people and clearly you don't. And I think she gets in trouble for that. Yeah. That was really good. That was like, that's the thing, like the, the noble portions and like the physician portions, they're very interesting. And it's, if there was just like one book with like each one got their own book, like it'd be interesting because it, each one, I felt like if I was given more, I'd be fine with. Like, if this book was, like, twice the size. Uh, Yeah, I think if we had more time to, like, explain the, like, intricacies of the different magic and stuff, that would probably be good. I that like would it. be interesting. And or I like, more backstory. Yeah, and I think that, like, more towards the end when they were like, oh, you can actually do this with, uh, what was it, the Midnight Arts? I was like, oh, it's cool that they're actually like, well, guess what? You can actually do more than people have been telling you can do. Oh, my God. Wow. Amazing. Wow. I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> that was truly astounding. Anyway, um, this book is good. If you want to read some like high fantasy about a revolution taking down uh, fascism and stuff, that's fun. Um, <laughs> sound less excited about it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a better word. I don't know because technically it's a monarchy, but magical war. It's a vague illusion. I mean, it's I guess it's like the French Revolution. So it was a monarchy, but it is like it's very extremely similar to fascism and taking down the government and everyone fight fight the man, take him down. Truly, let's start a revolution, kids. Yeah, I uh, I was very into this book, and I would be very interested in reading her other work as well. I think uh, the main thing, yeah, the main thing I liked about this was that like it was so there was so much dialogue and stuff, and events that were happening that were relevant to things in a really good way, and also all the characters that were queer weren't like questioned about it. It was just kind of like everyone was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's fine." Like, it wasn't, like, a struggle or any kind of thing, and it wasn't, like, part of the narrative that it was, like, something that needed to be or something that was, like, illegal or, like, you know, would have any kind of a consequence. It was just kind of, like, there. Except for Charles. Well, but it was, that wasn't, like, harped upon. That was more him being, like, well, I don't want people to know, like, I don't want to talk about it because it's not relevant to who I am now. Correct. But it so, so it wasn't ever like, you know, they walk through like the town square and they're like, oh, this we found out this person's trans. They're being hung, like hanged. Um, I always think it should be hung. Always. It's, it should be, but it's not. <laughs> I know. What is up with that? What's up with that? Um, no, I, 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 if you could do noonday or midnight, which would you do? I would probably do Midnight Arts. I feel the same way because I, th- I like the ideas of them. Because, like, when I play D&D, <laughs> my, uh, if I do a spellcaster, I usually lean more towards, like, uh, defensive magic or, like, magic you can, like, do from afar. Um, oh, range magic. That's the word I'm trying to think of. Uh, yeah, I like to do like range magic or something that's like a little bit like less aggressive. I don't like to be like, okay, and now everyone's melted. I usually like to be like, okay, but what if I like, like one of my, my D&D character right now, uh, he's a warlock and like all of his magic and stuff. I've pretty much like channeled into like illusion magic and like defensive magic. So I can be like, okay, what's the best way we can get out of things using like passive magic without actually hurting people. Cause I'm trying not to kill everyone. I feel like because I'm a bard, um, <laughs> um, I still like the idea of like illusion magic. Love an illusion. We love an illusion. We love a nude illusion. We love a nude illusion. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right. Do you have anything else to add? Cause I'm like, I feel like I, I, 
I don't have anything else to say. It was really amazing. Um, if you don't pick up this book based on what I say, please pick it up based on the cover of this book. The cover is very pretty. And if you don't like it in the first, like, four pages, keep reading. What's wrong with you? Yeah, honestly, stop that. If you, Please finish the books you pick up, for the love of God. I mean, do what you want your life. You're not obligated to use your time. But I will say, like, a threshold for, like, I no longer want to finish this thing shouldn't be, like, 10% into it. It shouldn't be three chapters. Because, honestly... Because this book goes back and forth, you can't read three chapters of a book and be like, oh, that's it. You didn't even get, like, two chapters for each person. You didn't even meet Charles yet. What are you doing? Yeah, what's wrong with you? Charles and Sebastian are waiting for you. They're perfect and they're fun. Lawrence, Charles, Sebastian, all these men, all these booze. Avon, Isabel, Colleen, they're all waiting for you. They're all waiting for you. (laughs) Oh, woo. Uh, I think that's it. I think that I said all I wanted to say, and um, I will give you some more fantasy books to read because yes, ma'am. my two favorite genres of book are fantasy and sci-fi. Also, Magical War three. Love, well, yeah. If you got a fantasy, there's definitely a magical war happening. Truly. Um, can I? I. What is the the guy from SNL who's like this club has got everything? Oh. uh... Um, it's, it's Bill Hader's character. I feel like the way that I just described this book, it's got everything. Sebastian, Charles, Lawrence, Yvonne, Colleen, Isabel, (laughs) and Laurel. Ooh. And I, yeah, truly. And I, but yeah, go out and get Bell Revolt by Lindsay Miller. Um, and truly like lean into the French fantasy and start a revolution. I wish. Let's do it, kids. Take to the streets. Caleb Rover not yet. be leading the revolution, I truly believe. But um Anyway. Yes, my name is Brennan Patrick. That's Sophie G. That's me. And you've been listening to the Superlip podcast. Outro music. You really had to hit him with that ASMR? I'm sorry I just did that because I truly hate whispering in all forms, especially in when I have headphones in and I just did that to people and I apologize for my actions. <laughs>